Hello, good evening, and welcome to Part Me, Alex, the only Lumberjack basketball podcast on the airwaves. And man, do we have a show for you tonight. Um, give it a second. Maybe some people will join us. We did say 8 o'clock, so we're a minute early, which we're normally not early. Maybe people weren't expecting us to be early. Who knows? Who knows? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But anyway, so um, really exciting weekend we had, and a really exciting show to just start off the start off the week with. And actually, we have we have a lot of podcast stuff this week. There's actually a lot going on podcast wise. Yeah. A lot. We'll talk about all that later. We'll talk about all that later. But um, we're gonna go ahead and get ready and get started and get this show on the road. And so let us kick things off. <laughs> Hello. So if y'all seen the description, you probably by now have figured out who our special guest is. But we'll give him a little intro. We will. We will. Um, yeah. So we're really excited to have this special guest on tonight. Uh, someone that we've been trying to have on for a while now. And finally, the stars have aligned and we have him on tonight. So Jacqueline, you want to give us a little intro? <clears throat> yes. So... Our special guest tonight has SFA ties and obviously ACs. That's why he's on this episode. Uh, he played for SFA. We're going to talk to him about all that. Uh, now he is one of the assistant coaches for ACU. Antonio Bostic. Antonio. Hey. Welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> what, you like my little thing I made for you? I do. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio. Oh my God. So welcome to the podcast. We're so glad to have you on. Hey, I'm glad to be here, man. And like you said, it, it is long overdue. I'm sorry I took so long, but I'm glad I'm here to come in. So it's okay. You're, you're kind of busy. Just a little bit. Just a Just little, little bit. bit. Just a little bit. But we're always so glad that we get to see you pretty much every season twice a year. And so it's always fun to, uh, to see you and to to kind of reminisce, even if it's just for a short few minute little, you know, conversation on the sidelines and a little, little hello, how are you doing? But I mean, it's always nice to see you every time that either we come to uh, ACU or you come to SFA. So it, it is nice to see you, man. Um, Sometimes we're lucky enough to have a little night out at headliners afterwards, but this is true. Sometimes, you know, I always look forward to those two, man, gives me a little balance in life outside of work sometimes. So I, I know. It. And it's funny you guys got me on here right now because look who's calling me right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, answer it. <laughs> Who is it? I missed it. Was, it was, oh, he missed it. I'll call him back here. So call him back. We need to have him on too, actually. We do. We do. It, it was actually part of our plan at some point soon to go and uh, see him cross the border soon. Because um, we hadn't, we've been wanting to go over there. We were hoping that we would like play them soon um, over at Law Tech, but it hasn't happened in a I don't even remember the last time we played them at Ruston. It was like six years ago, I think. It's been a while. Or it was it was the first year we had Keller. Yes. Or maybe first or second year. Yeah. Maybe the second. Anyway. Digress. I digress. So Antonio, let's talk about you a little bit. So how did you choose to come play at SFA? How did how'd that happen for you? Um, well actually. Uh, it was pretty cool. So I actually played Juco for a year 
Um, I'm not sure if many people know that out in Kansas, Neosho County, small town where there's nothing there, man. But um, I came and got recruited. Obviously, Coach Chandler is down the head coach guy right now. Um, he recruited me to SFA, um, but she also has ties. You know, he coached her for a long time under, under Danny Castro. So um, he came and recruited me. Um, came out there. I went on a visit. Um, I knew SFA was a one of the top programs in the Southland. Um, I like competing at a high level. Uh, I know they had a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, so it was pretty much uh, an easy, an easy kind of fit, an easy kind of choice, and a good fit for me, man. Just because I know I'm um, there competitive, I know it was a good league, uh, and I, I want to play in the NCAA tournament. Man. So um, they were like probably going back and forth between top two teams in the league, um, top three, no matter what, man. But I know I had a chance to compete at a high level, so it's pretty simple for me, man. So I pretty much went out there. Um, it was the first school I went to as far as a visit, man. I kind of you know, committed and signed the SFA, you know, just from being out there playing basketball, being with the guys and just coming to Nacogdoche. So, um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool for me. It was pretty cool. I'm glad I, I'm glad I made the decision. We're glad, too. Uh, so you played for us from 10 to 13. And just for our audience, here, here's some of the key players that you played with that we okay. all love. Yeah. Desmond Higgins. Taylor Smith, Hal Bateman, Jacob Parker, Thomas Walkup, mm -hmm. Sean Walker, yep. Nico, and mm -hmm. Trey. All those guys. <laughs> those are those are those are all my guys, man. Uh, still good friends to this day. Still talk to some a little more than others. Um, but it's all love with those guys too, man. Like I said, man, great group of teammates um, from everybody. And even before that time there, um, you know, like Eddie Williams and Jordan Glenn's for the world too, man. So. Um, that was just my sophomore, and they were seniors, man. So they kind of paved the way for us coming in. And then, you know, obviously, Trey Des was a year younger than me. Um, Deshaun was a year younger than Thomas Walker. Trey Pink is all a little bit younger than me, too, man. So I uh, kind of had to be around them more than a little bit, more each other. We all help each other out, man. So it was pretty cool. And I like enjoyed watching their success from the beginning and then to the end after I left uh, SFA as well. So, yeah, man, those are, those are my guys, man. Taylor Smith, all them, man. Those are all good people. So who do you still talk to the most? I, I think we probably both know, but just to ask. Yeah. It's, it's, it's easy, man. Uh, Desmond Hayman, we talk every day. Uh, that's yeah. like, yeah. pretty much, that's, that's my brother, man. Can't nobody bring us any, well, can make us any closer. Uh, we're pretty much playing at this point, man. And coaching, I mean, just everything, man. We connected day one, so I'm um, pretty much him, man. I mean, obviously they gave away, but uh, everybody here and there, Deshaun probably next a little bit. Um, I still can in contact with everybody on social media, but it's not like constant, but uh, it's, it's Des every day. <laughs> Does every day, does every day. I'm sure you guys, you know, uh, probably rem reminisce a lot and talk about some of the good times, you know, on occasion. So maybe what were some of the, the best memories that you had with the team when you were playing with SFA? What were some of the, you know, some good memories that you guys shared as a team, best game you played, things like that? Um, shoot, pretty much all the memories, man. Obviously, uh, we probably went out a little bit, a lot when we was in school. <laughs> so we got <laughs> Uh, as far as you know, hanging out and doing type of things, but but just the basketball probably in general was probably the best thing for me, man. Just from um, playing pickup to playing games, um, it was different. You know, like, like you say, man, you name all those players, and I got to play with all those guys, whether it was in practice, in pickup, competing every day, uh, and then going on the road, man. Probably some of the best memories for sure was uh, probably the upset Oklahoma. We went at Oklahoma mm -hmm. that game, that was pretty cool. Um, and then probably another one was going to Long Beach State. I think it was a bracket buster game. Uh, it was in California. Uh, it was mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, so that those probably two, two top memories, and also I had to spend time with the guys every single day on the bus and everything, like joking, uh, spending time outside the basketball court, you know, doing little things like that. And so, oh, overall, I mean, it was, it was a great experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember the that Long Beach game pretty vividly too. Um, it feels it feels like 
it was so long ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like it was 20 years ago, but it, honestly, it really wasn't um, when you think about it like that. But, I, you know, just <sighs> games like that are why SFA has, you know, this huge following and stuff. People that aren't even that you didn't even go to SFA, people that don't even live in Nacogdoches or even Texas know who SFA is because of games like that. And so, you know, it's just it's a wild concept that this little tiny town in East Texas has such a big, large following. I mean, there's people that follow us on Twitter that, again, knew nothing about SFA previous to, you know, the Duke game or, you know, the the game where we upset LSU or the game that we upset, um, you know, VCU, all these different games. And so it's just it's a wild thing to talk to people that have no connection to SFA at all, none, nowhere. And because of games like that, they're now fans. So, yeah, I mean, just – just a wild, wild concept, but yeah. So maybe, so talk about like the the Long Beach game or the, even the Oklahoma game. Which one? Um, maybe some of the standout moments from that game, other than you know, the obvious. <laughs> um, just a lot of things. Um, traveling to California, obviously, was pretty cool. You know, got to get out a little bit. Um, like I said, it's a bracket buster game. Um, they had a couple of pros on their team, which is always fun to play against. Um, that situation at Long Beach State, man, but. Just going there, nice atmosphere. Um, we're made Oklahoma super nice because that's big time, and obviously that's when they had, uh, you know, Buddy Hill was there. I think he's like a sophomore, maybe. Um, which is, mm-hmm. He is a super, super, super great basketball player. Like, uh, I'm glad he yeah. was a sophomore and not senior Buddy Hill that year when we played, man. Because probably you know, a whole other ball game, man. But uh, just those moments, you know, what I'm saying, just going to battle with those those big time teams um, was probably pretty much great to me, man. Obviously, they've been doing some things now, like you say, tournament games. I'm not talking about this. I'm finally hitting that shot first win in the NCAA tournament. Um, just being able to compete at the high level against uh, other players with guys that you go to war with or just, you know what I'm saying, you got to grind out with every single day, man. So, also, that was pretty cool. You know, and obviously, and I went to California, man, got to go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. So, I'm a big time Chicken and Waffles guy, so that's always pretty cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love to eat, man, so, that was pretty cool, too, and got to experience all that at the same time. That's, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I, I, there's probably – there's no like real tangible amount, like value, value wise, you could probably place on those memories. I mean, that, those are things that are going to live with you forever. Those are things that you can't put a price on uh, those memories that experience all of that. It's just, it's just really cool to be able to experience that. I feel like at such a young age too. Yeah. No, I mean, it was great. I mean, during that time, I think you were probably around what, 19, 20, 21 years old, you know, so exactly. All that stuff was like different and new to you. Um, and then, like I said, just get experience with people. Uh, pretty much, you know what I'm saying? You guys go through it, too. It's a little bit different than on the court and you guys being fans outside of me, But it's all the same joy, you know, at the end of the day, just seeing things become, you know what I'm saying, flowing to fruition, man, as far as all the hard work being paying off. When it comes to a program somewhere you're committed to, you know what I'm saying, to play college basketball. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, so kind of a random question for you because I, I feel like this would be kind of an interesting take. So obviously you played for SFA from you know, 2010, 2013. You're graduated from SFA. What does it feel like to come out on the court every time you're playing SFA twice a year? And how does it feel like suiting up suiting up against your alma mater? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's cool. Like I said, I don't mind it. Like I said, it's always cool to reminisce. I mean, you, as soon as you walk on the court, you're like, man, I used to practice here, play games here. Um, scored a couple buckets on those rims there too. You know, yeah. So I think it's pretty cool. It's a good atmosphere. I mean, you see a lot of people, same guys on the scores table. Um, they're still there. Um, I have a, 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 a long time friend 
Um, her daughter was a huge fan of me growing up, and every day, every every day before we come out there, I check her. I going to be at the game, and it's like a tradition. We always take a picture together, man. So I mean, it's still love, you know. So at the end of the day, I don't I don't knock it whatsoever, man. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, it's fun. I like to compete though at, at the same time, man. So I like the atmosphere. It's always great games, you know. It's good competition, man. So I'm there for it. Oh, for sure. I mean, does it feel weird walking down that that uh that ramp and and you're on the opposite end now? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and, and now the locker room is not even y'all's locker, it's a different locker room with the performance center. Like, what do you feel about that performance center? I mean, I mean it's nice. I mean it's, it's good to it's not really a weird a weird feeling. I mean, any day I think it's pretty cool, man, because it's 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 grown so much, you know, since mm-hmm. I've been and so you can kinda to see the thing, you can kinda see it grow over time. I'm kind of the same things we're doing right now here at ACU. Um, as far as the basketball program growing, you know, so like it's good to see right. it. It, just, it just shows the potential thing, uh, where good things can come. Um, and so, I, like I said, I'm happy for the program. Obviously, when I'm on AC and I come down there, um, I'm trying to win as a competitor, you know, but I am still a little bit biased at the man, because I wish them the best. And I, like I said, I, I support the program and everything they got going on there. So, it's pretty cool, like I said, man. I, I love seeing the growth, I mean, that's the major thing. So, I'm happy about it. Yeah, so I think it's really cool too. That you mentioned uh, the new little uh, Coliseum coming in at ACU as well. When's that supposed to be done? Oh man, hopefully sometime next year. Um, okay, hopefully, cool. Hopefully we can start games in there. Unfortunately, we didn't get in there this year. Um, but you know, sometimes you know, so you got to be patient a little bit for good things to come. Man, can't can't rest good things at times, man. So hopefully next year is the plan. We can get in there, um, start some games. We can open up the next season. Um, in the yeah, year. that's awesome. Very important mm-hmm. question: Are there still going to be bats? Yeah, with or without the bats. I mean. I don't know. Let's hope for no bats. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we also had a pretty good season when the bats was in the gym, man. So I'm really, I'm pretty good either way. But I don't think I it's mean, gonna be I don't, bats. I don't just like the bats. <laughs> I mean, the bats I mean, were a cool element. Yeah, you know, it's different. You know what I'm saying? It's a different environment. How many gyms you go to, you see bats flying at the gym sometimes? You know, not exactly. I mean, it could have been kind of like an intimidation thing too. You look up and you have like bats swarming. They're like, what is happening? Is there lots mm-hmm. of bats there? You said what now? Like, are there lots of bats there? Like, is that common? Are there lots of them just like flying around? No, nah, I just think the you know the Coliseum is just old, it was an older Coliseum. You know, I think it's just from it being so old and they up there top. I mean, I don't really know honestly. Um, they did some amount, so towards the end of the year we had no more bats. You know, but so I'm hoping I'm hoping you both are right there. there are no more bats in the new Coliseum, man. But I just I mean it, I was different too. Like in Neck, we don't really see them that often. Like, you know what I mean? To be honest, yeah. Like, there, to be honest with you, I never saw him outside the gym. <laughs> you know, sometimes so I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. I'm not sure. <laughs> it was just funny. It was just so funny whenever we were watching the game. What that one year, and literally there was a literally a bat catcher guy on the sideline with a net, just like <laughs> <laughs> just trying to catch the bats. And yeah. I was just, it was just funny. It was just wild. I'm like, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like this. All right, we got I got we got our first comment on here from Duke Barrier Antonio. <laughs> um, okay, so sorry, I didn't mean to talk about the bats for so long, but it's just good. Um, just so how is it coaching with Brett? Because he was one of the assistant coaches when you played, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, tell us some about that dynamic. How's that? It's good. Um, like I said, I've known him for a long time. Um, like I said, he coached me obviously. Yeah. Um Good coach when I was at SFA recruiting me, you know, so we pretty much got a, a good connection at the same time, man. Uh, I think he's doing good, man. Obviously, it's his first year as a divisional head coach. Um, we're in a tougher league right now, as you guys know, uh, what the whack, the whack is, man. But 
I think he's doing a great job, man. He's learning like everybody else at this point. You know, um, we all make mistakes in different situations, no matter what we do, man. But the best thing about that, you know, I'm saying he's learning from mistakes and he continue to push forward, man. So I think he's doing a great job so far, man. Like I said, man, it's a, it's a learning curve for him, man. I think he's going to be a, a great kid, a great coach, man. He's, he's oh, yeah. out. Uh, he likes to work. Uh, he's a good dude, man. So I have no doubt in my mind, man. Here, I mean, he's figuring it out now, you know, so nothing but the right. coach for things to go. He's doing a fantastic job for yeah. sure. I mean, there's first year head coach. Yeah. Anyone else that could have really been considered for that position. And so I was really glad that, you know, y'all's players made a big stance and oh, yeah. pushed for that because, I mean, it was just the obvious decision and he's proven it that. really was. Yeah, y'all are doing amazing. We were so stoked whenever we saw that he was, that he was just, you know, basically, you know, promoted, if you will. You know what I mean? Because I know I, no one else would have, I feel like no one else would have worked as, as, as the head coach as of now, you know, like, and then it was perfect. Cause then you could move up to, and you guys could stay together. And then, you know, you've known each other, like you said, for so long, it was just, it was the obvious choice for y'all to take over the helm there. And so um, I'm glad that, I'm glad that they gave Brett that opportunity. And, and of course you as well, too. I, I think it was the best move that ACU could have had. And like I said, first year head coach, he's doing great. He's yeah, doing yeah. great. Like you guys said, it was a smooth transition for everybody. Players. Smooth, exactly. Especially for the players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the whole athletics program, like it, it, it made sense for him to, to be the person. But like I said, like he's he's good, man. He's, he's going to figure it out. Like I said, obviously, you know, he's learning. And that's the thing that he knows. He knows he's still learning. He knows he's figuring out things. He knows he's still got some things to work on, just like everybody else. Um, just like life in general. And so uh, he, he's doing a good job right now, man. Like nothing, everything is cool, man. I, I don't mind it. I like working for him. Um, he challenges me, man. So everything is, everything is great there. Just like he did when I was a player, doing the same thing as a coach. Yeah. I love, love to hear that, honestly. Okay. So tell us some about y'all season last season with your first NCAA tournament appearance and win in the same year. Yes. Well, um, obviously it was a blessing. It was great. Um, the one thing I never did when I was at State, went to the NIT on that last year, um, mm -hmm. the NCAA tournament. Man. So um, it's been pretty cool to experience the NCAA tournament as a coach. Um, I mean, you know how it is. I feel like you get a win. Like, it, it, it's, it's big. I mean, we played against Texas. Um, it was a close game. Um, mm -hmm. Came down to game winning free throws. Um, I mean, it, it's just great. It was good basketball. It's competitive atmosphere. Um, you know how the NCAA tournament is, man. There's a lot of fans there. Um, it's a national television game. And most right. importantly, it's just good for the players, you know, who's in that situation. Like, I love it. You know, I feel it's cool. But most importantly, seeing guys, you know what I'm saying, be happy and be able to play at a high level and do those type of things, man, and, and make history at, at a program, you know. So uh, that's pretty cool. And it's just, I mean, it, I'm just thankful to be a part of the end thing. Yeah, no, that was such an amazing game. I, I went and watched it at a bar here in Tyler, and I was literally going so nuts that, like, the people next to us were asking my friend, like, is she okay? Does she like know someone on that team? And they're like, no, she went to SFA, but she's just excited. Just excited. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be different if it was any other team. But the, you know, the fact that we know you and we know Brett, I was just like, ah. yeah, I was just really yeah. excited for you guys. You know, if it couldn't be us, I'm glad it was you. We only yeah. excited yeah. for us. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, like you said, man, to get those wins. Um, obviously, you guys are spreading a little bit. Uh, over the time, being SFA, big time SFA fans, man. So, um, but yeah, man, it, it, it was great, man. Nothing really else compares, you know, to winning those games sometimes, you know. So, you know what I'm saying? We can continue to, to get get some more, man, and experience that feeling again. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, so, yeah. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on 
now coming into the WAC. This is the first year that we're both in the WAC. Um, you know, how are things going on your end of things? What are your thoughts about WAC Vegas? You know, this is all new for us, right? So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm excited about it. Like, I, like we talked about earlier a little bit, you know, uh, I think uh, Vegas is a little bit better than Katy, Texas. You know, so <laughs> I'm excited about that. Uh, nothing against Katy, Texas. You know, I don't want anybody mad at me like Katy, Texas. Katie, Texas. <laughs> yeah, no, no offense, Katy, Texas, but I no, mean, no, nothing, nothing personal when it comes to there, man. But it's Vegas, you know what I'm saying? And just, you Vegas, know, it's, exactly. it's more places for, you know, fans to come and visit. You can turn it into like a little trip. Um, families will probably want to come out there more, you know, spend some time. Um, just more things to do, you know, overall. And there's other basketball tournaments there, man. So it's a good place um, just to be around all the basketball. You know, they got the Mountain West there, too. So you can just, if you're a fan, like, that's where you want to be because you can dig on dabble. I can watch the WAC play. I can watch the Mountain West. And I see different games. And, it, and once again, it's Vegas, you know, so you get to hang out. Um, but as far as the WAC tournament, man, I, I, I love it so far, man, just because I feel like, um, once again, nothing nothing against the South and what's going on. But I feel like the teams are better. I feel like the coaching is better. Uh, and I just like that. Like I said, man, I'm a competitor. I, I want to I want to go against the best. I want to coach against the best. I want our players to play against the best type of people, man. So um, it's definitely a jump up. Um, it's no more really like, you know what I'm saying, not contending nights off and what you would say as far as the South one right now. But uh, everything's just about it. It's, it's pretty cool right now. It's from a competitive and basketball standpoint. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just embracing it right now. Uh, Tanner's embracing it right now. Everybody's just embracing it right now. So I think it's pretty cool. And I like the coverage, you know, gyms, different locations. Uh, it was a nice little switch up for us, man, and I, and I like that. Yeah, uh, Alex and I actually discussed kind of the same thing in our podcast when we covered moving to the WAC and kind of equated it to like, or I did, kind of like, you know, you had your, your high school boyfriend and he was great while it lasted, but now it's like kind of time to go to the next chapter. It's like nothing against the Southland and we had great years there, but, you know, I, I feel like it was kind of just time to move on to something bigger and mm -hmm. – here we are. So I think it was the right step. We'll see. Yeah. And and just exactly what you said, you know, it's just the the higher level of play, you know, different teams, more competition, better competition, different places that we've never been before. I mean, now we're going to, you know, New Mexico and Arizona and Utah and Seattle and California. I mean, just a completely new environment. But then we also have the familiarity of having those two, you know, those teams that were in the Southland with us, you know, like yourself and, and like Lamar, Sam Houston, well, temporarily. And then, you know, uh, of course, with Tarleton, we have played Tarleton in the past, but they're still um, in, new to us as in the conference. But um, so I, I think it was just a really smart move, first of all, for all of us going together. I think that was very helpful, very helpful, making the transition a little bit easier um, because it has that familiarity. And so we kind of always lean against those those games that people are used to, but then also having the new competition, you know, having teams like New Mexico and GCU and, uh, you know, Utah Valley and Seattle coming to our pounds, you know, um, brings with them a whole group of fans with them. And so I think it's, you know, it's a great move. We're really excited. Again, nothing like you said, nothing against Katie, Texas, but Whack Vegas is just a whole other animal that I cannot wait for. We already have plans. We already have things happening. I'm just, it's it's gonna be a wild time. Ooh, I can only imagine. <laughs> I, can only... I know, I know, I know. 
Oh my gosh. You know what? I like that you mentioned the coverage is different because I think one thing that Alex and I have realized too, because I mean, this is our fourth year doing the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And this, this is the first year that we've had, I mean, in the past we've had cat fans kind of interact with us a little bit. One of the, um, you know, Sam Houston people who does a Twitter, but this year we've had like multiple people from other schools in the WAC, like follow our podcast and comment on our stuff. And it's just, I feel like the level of engagement from fans is much, much higher mm -hmm. in the WAC than it was in the Southland. Yeah. And maybe it's, maybe it's just because we're new and bright and shiny, but anyway, right. um, says Antonio used to go 40 minutes a game routinely in the Southland. Could you have done it in the WAC? 40 minutes is 40 minutes. <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> the minutes don't change, man. So, I mean, I would like to think so. Yes, you know, so. You could have done it. I have I, faith. I agree. I think you easily could have done it. You easily could have done it. Could have been, man, you could have been over there just absolutely destroying people. It would have been cool. It, it, I think it would have been good. I think actually the whack is, it, it reminds me of back when I came in as a sophomore, you know, so like, mm. it was like UTSA, it was Texas State, it was UT Arlington. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was just like really not once again, it was good basketball, competitive basketball, night in and night out. And so it's kind of like getting back, you know, to that now. And as far as you know, what I'm saying you got the GCUs, you got the Mexico State, you got Seattle. I still got the same teams like y'all talking about. Man. So it's kind of that's what it kind of reminds me of nowadays. Um just playing against those teams. Um just doing that and too, man. Like you say, the fan base is actually pretty cool too. So I'm glad that y'all getting more engagement, interacting, you know, with the podcast and everything. So I mean this is gonna grow and I'm happy for y'all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, dude, for the listeners, says no doubt in my mind, stud. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank you, kind words. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, yeah, and I totally agree. Everything you just said, Antonio and, and Jax, you know, the engagement level. I mean, with people like Kyle from Wack Hoops Digest, I mean, he he is just an absolute professional. Everything he does, he's He's great on social media. He does his research. I mean, he's there's nothing like that in the Southland. Nothing. There's nobody out there doing the deep dive research and stuff and the coverage that that man is doing. And then, of course, all the people that are with him, people like Daryl and, and, and stuff like that. And so, I mean, it is just it's a huge difference from the Southland, which, you know, it was just maybe a couple of us. And then now in the WAC, there's just so many so many media people, people from other schools, like Jacqueline said, commenting on everything, following us. People from New Mexico State watch our podcast and they'll comment. And yeah. I'm like, we didn't even play them. Like, we hadn't even played them yet. Haven't even, I mean, on games that were not even close to playing or nothing, they're just like, yeah, what about this question? And I'm like, this is so wild. Okay. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. It really is. It's it's been a It's been a wild season, I'll tell you that much, for sure. So I guess I got a question. I got a question for y'all. Oh, okay. Is it more so just like basketball-wise, or is it more so just like, oh, I think our school is better than your school type? Is it is it is it good engagement, you know, or is it more so negative engagement? I would I think say actually all been pretty positive. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say I would say about I'll give you a percentage. I would say between like ninety-five to ninety-seven percent of it is all great. Good. Like good positive interactions. There's only maybe been like couple one or two sprinklings of just like absolute trash talking back and forth that was just unfounded and not within any sort of logic or reason. Um, but I feel like that's going to be 
in any conference and any, you know, basketball fan back and forth, uh, you know, trash talking. So I wasn't surprised by it at all. I was just really, I was really pleasantly surprised at how many people from all the different schools are extremely into it. Yeah. You know, you got these New Mexico state fans who are just absolutely die hard ride or die. You can't change my mind about their team that I've never seen before. You know, passionate fans I've seen. And maybe some people just tune in to see the cat. I don't know. That's that's the real special guest right there. That's Scotty right there. His name is Scotty after Scotty Pippen. (laughs) Can't all be Jordan. Shout out to Scotty Pippen. (laughs) He's he's huge. Look at him. He's He's so big. He is. He's a monster. He's a monster cat. Oh my God. So um, I guess my, one of my last questions is uh, what, what is your, how do I, how do I phrase it? Um, I guess, what is your, your hope for the future with, with the whack and with ACU? Like, what do you, what do you see projection, you know, next couple seasons? Like, do you, do you want us to, let me back up. Do you want us to go and move up in, you know, it doesn't really affect too much with with basketball if we moved from if the if the WAC moved from um, you know playing at a you know FCS level to an FBS level. I know it really doesn't affect basketball too much, but like that'll move it from being a mid major to a you know possibly a, you know one of the power six school. I don't know. Like, do you think that that's a good idea? Do you think that? You know, in the future, should we just stay where we're at, or what do you think? Um, I don't know. I can't really get into the whole, you know, the the football side of that part of it just because you know that's not where my, my feet are. Well, I know, yeah, yeah, but like, do you? Th- I mean, does that? I mean, I guess the question is, does that really affect basketball at all? Um, I think I think so. I think it helps because it helps the universities, um, right? Situation, you know, which which obviously universities looking to grow. Um, and do more things, probably bring more to the school um, in the situation, man. But from a strictly basketball standpoint, I love exactly where it's at right now. I mean, whatever's better for university, better for schools, um, you know, as far as growing, um, whether that's getting more money, um, getting more students there, getting more national coverage or networking like that, I'm all for it. Um, mm-hmm. As long as you, you know what I'm saying, doing the right thing and it's the right thing to do. Um, right. You know, just for the university, you know what I'm saying? I, obviously, we live in a a generation we want things so fast, so fast, but that's my thing. I, I, not everything happens, not getting everything so fast is always a good move, you know. So, as long as you turn it out doing the right thing and it's good for the university and every sport across the board, you know, everybody yeah. say and you're not just putting one to the side, you know, everybody get a fair share. I'm all for it. Yeah, I think that was my th- main thing is the whole you know, the whole thing with Sam Houston being in the whack for literally one season and then boom, you know, jumping up already to, to a FBS conference USA level, and it, I mean. I don't know. For me, I just don't think that it would be smart for any of us right now to do that. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just don't think that any of us are ready, including Sam Houston, but that's me. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I like where we're at right now. I, I We moved up to the WAC. I feel like it's great from where all of our schools, the Texas four are at right now. I think they would just honestly be detrimental <laughs> to do I it so soon. Yeah. And of Again, I'm no expert. Nobody's asking me, but I just feel like with that big of a move, it's got to be at least like a five year commitment before you, you know, I don't know. That just seems like a reasonable amount of time to me. Yeah. It's a big jump. It's a lot of money. You got to kind of like get settled and figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was my thinking, too. I just want to maybe get your point of view 
as like a, on the coaching side, like do you, would that, oof, I know. I just don't know. That was just, I saw it and I was like, well, you know what, if they think they can do it, great. But I just don't know if they can. Good luck being a mediocre, crappy team in Conference USA. Yeah. I mean, once again, you know, it's probably not even, not all those decisions are made, you know, that some people don't have a choice, you know, so. Oh, for sure. That's true. Decision is made and you really have no, no say so or whatever. You just got to just go there and figure it out, you know, when you get there, man. So it's just so much stuff that goes into those decisions and what's been made, you know, from higher up situations like that. man. But uh, like I say, I'm, I'm with you. I, I like where we're at right now, I like the league. Um, I kind of want to get familiar with it for a little bit before any type of changes are made. Man. So um, I'm, I'm happy where we're at right now. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Jacqueline? Uh, no, I agree. No, I meant if you did you have anything on your end? Final questions. I don't think I had any more. I, I, uh, I do like the stuff that you uh, submitted for uh, the whack food. Oh, yeah. Tell, okay. Tell us about some of your favorite spots in Abilene. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a couple. It's a couple. Obviously, got this restaurant called the Beehive, uh, which is really good. Uh, I go there a lot. Uh, more so, a quick bite. It's a place called Blue Barrel. Oh, which is actually pretty nice. You got you guys haven't been to Abilene yet. No, we're gonna have to do it next season. So yeah, it's Come for on. sure because we. Yeah. So we'll see, and then I can take you out and get some food or some places. Yeah. Um, yes. No, Make I, an overnight trip. I got, I got some spots in mind. I know what you guys like, so I got some spots in mind. As long as there's mac and cheese, it'll be pretty cool. But yeah, it's it's, it's some solid food here. You know, a couple places that got seafood, man, but. Um, little places, you know, downtown is kind of growing here. A little bit, the city, the city is pretty cool. So, yeah, I, I got some spots for y'all, man. So I ain't gonna spoil the, the moment yet because I know y'all come here soon. And so okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take you out. We gonna get some food, man. Have a good time. So that it seems like you okay. did have a lot of barbecue places. Is that right? Yeah, it's this place here called the Shed, and they got amazing barbecue. Like, it's pretty, <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. From all of our little barbecue snob fans that we have following us, is it oh, is it different from the East Texas barbecue that you have a knack or? I think everybody has their own little style when it comes to barbecue. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit from, from Kansas City, and we get in this argument with people from Texas all the time which barbecue is better. Um, but it, everybody got their own little style, you know, when it comes to maybe it's the sauce or how they do the meat. Um, but it's good. Do you, you, like know, good sauce? Really good. you said do what? You like Sauce or not that much sauce? Uh, I, I'm cool with a little bit of sauce. I mean, it's just, it's just okay. it's, it's what I was raised in. You know, it, we we really big on the sauce in Kansas City, so uh, I like I like some sauce too. But also too, it is it is some good barbecue and like it's some. I'm not saying it's needed all the time, you know, but I do say like a little bit. Of it, you know, just, right. No, we have the same opinion. Alex and I like the sauce, but yeah. we we kind of got dragged on social media from the. The barbecue snob saying that if it's cooked correctly and it's seasoned correctly, you don't need all the sauce. Well, maybe we just like sauce. Yeah, just the taste, you know what I'm saying? It's like dipping your fries in ketchup. You just like the little taste a little bit, you know. And exactly. <laughs> and again, we were in Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> I posted the freaking freaking meat from Kansas City and I got dragged. I'm like, this is not <laughs> this, is not this isn't Texas barbecue, babe. This is Kansas City. <laughs> See, that's that that's 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 the things you get with social media though. You know, everybody's gonna have a opinion or associate. Everybody got all the answers on social media. Uh, that's why I yeah. try to stay off of it. <laughs> Legitimately, I was I literally I was like, y'all, I'm not in Texas, like we're in Kansas City, literally about to get on the plane. We needed some food. We went to a barbecue spot, 
And this is what I was served. Like I was literally served. Here's what I was served. Like I didn't ask for anything extra. Any, I, this is, this is it. Like no special instructions, nothing. I was like, this is what I was handed. So this is how they do it. And if you don't like it, tough, tough shit. Like that's and just, we had, we had no complaints. It was, it was, it was good. I like it. Right. Like yes. It. There you go. <laughs> I love the sauce. I mean, I, I was like, I need some of this sauce to go. Like Jacqueline brought sauce to go. Like I bought some. I was like, we need some of this sauce. I need more of this sauce. It was delicious. And the meat was cooked just fine, perfectly. Fell right off my bone. So all y'all meat snobs and barbecue snobs out there. Again, there's a difference between Texas barbecue and Kansas City barbecue. And if you don't like it, tough titty. Don't eat it. Don't worry about don't it. Don't eat it. Don't go. Make your own barbecue. <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly oh my god yeah speaking of barbecue shout out to chambers barbecue they always take care of us oh food there too. they feed y'all they not, he had a wedding this year so we didn't get oh. that, is, that is one of the meals our players look forward to they uh yo is this the other day i got one of our players uh Ariane simmons on the bus and we got barbecue when we was another location uh they gotta mention the name he's like yo and tone is this is this S F A barbecue i'm like nah this ain't it man we're gonna get you there one of these, man. He's talking, speaking of Chambers barbecue, man. So that has look out for it. So shout out to them, man. That, that is some good barbecue as well. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, no, love Chambers. He comes, he's always at the brewery. Um, and he, yeah, he has some really good barbecue. I agree there. I agree. Oh, man. Darn. Rats. Well, he, did, he didn't get that barbecue because he made too many threes on us. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we knew <laughs> We need to have a nature, man. He need to keep making all the threes that he can make, man. He's he, he going to be good. Yeah, if you got a consistent three-shooter, then you're, I mean, more power to you. <laughs> I love it. Continue. He's talking about number 23 that made three on us. Two mm -hmm. in a row. Oh, I know. Ridiculous. Yeah, dad, dad and I were just. That was a great game, though. Big time shot made it in. Shout out to the guys making that shot there. That was, that was pretty tough. Oh, day with that shot! I know. Oh, yeah. shot, man! Shout out to him. That was that was a tough shot, man. I mean, he just, he just made a play the end of the day, but how long? He really did. That, that was an almost impossible shot because mm, he was falling backwards. Before before he took that shot, I had literally just turned to Alex and I said, "We're about to go to overtime." <laughs> he did. She goes, "We're going to OT." Like this has been a dog fight the whole time. I said, "Agreed, we're going to OT." And then that we whole circus seconds. monkey shot happens. I was like, "They're not letting us get a good shot." No. Nice. No. Sometimes you can have great defense, but sometimes it's just better offense, you know. Well, that it was great defense. That shot just fell. Yeah, yeah, and and then and, and yeah. I mean credit credit to ACU's defense on that entire entire play, and then just you know of course Day with that just again monkey circus shot that just literally falling backwards, you know. What, what can we say? March is upon us. So that 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 that's all that was. That was just solidified everything. I'm like, okay, yep, March is Literally. here. Like, here we are, post, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Postseason, it is March. To, I mean, tomorrow is March. Literally is beating down the door. And you can always tell when things are starting to get a little tight at the end of the season. Like, mm. a little wacky. Things are wacky. <laughs> I will forever use that saying, and I don't care how corny it is. I'm like, man, let's get wacky. We're going to wear it out. Yeah. Don't worry. We have shirts yeah. and everything. Let's yeah. get wacky. I love it. I love it. Well, Antonio. Tony, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Anytime. Anytime. You're the best, man. You're the best. Shout out to you wearing your ACU hat as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just got to show a little bit. And also, <laughs> we got an end rate. Oh, yeah. Nice shirt. That's great. I love that one, too. 
<laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I had to do it. Like I said, I man, y'all been supporters of me for a long time. Um, so it's all, it's all love. Like I said, anytime. It is all love. Man, we love you. We're, we're so proud of you. Keep hey. killing it at ACU. You're you're an absolute joy to be around. We love hanging out with you when you're able to, when you're able to, when you come and visit. And we cannot wait to come out to Abilene. Hey, come on. I can't wait for y'all to get here too, man. So I'm sure I'll be seeing y'all soon, man. So what's the Absolutely. Hey, y'all have a good night. Hopefully you have a good night too. Vegas. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see you in Vegas. Oh, yeah. We'll sure. Hang out some in Vegas. You try to make something happen. For sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank y'all. See y'all. Bye, Antonio. Have a good night. You Thank too. you. Y'all. Love Antonio. I'm so glad he finally got to join us. I know. We've been trying to get him on for at least two or more, almost two yeah. seasons. Yeah, and and it just finally was able to. His schedule was open tonight, and we just said, "Hey, if you're if you're available Monday, we're going to talk about ACU game. We'd love to have you on before we actually talk about the game." So, loved it. That was great. Love him so much. He's just a fun time. He's just a funny guy. Him and him and Des, we love those two guys a lot. And like we had mentioned, we're definitely going to go and see and see you know, uh, Antonio and, and Abilene and hopefully try and go see Des as well over, over in Ruston. Yeah. That, that'd be a fun, you know, pretty quick little trip. We just got to make it work sometime. I, I agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, all right. So let's hop into it. Let's just don't even take a breath guys. We're going to head right into the game breakdown. Uh, so I'm going to go get a refill. Oh, go get a refill. Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll talk about the game, or I'll talk about the notes. So ACU was 9-6 in whack play going into the game. Um, some general game notes about the game. Course starters, pretty much the same as always, except for a few few games. Gavin, David, Calvin, Latrell, and Nigel. Um, it was Gavin, David, and Nigel's last home game at SFA. Uh, of course, Gavin and David, seniors last year, and – you know, super uh, senior, yeah, super seniors this year. And then, of course, Nigel, he's also a senior, which I don't think for some reason I just didn't think he was in my head. I didn't. So he has another year of eligibility. I know he's not because when he he's been with us for two years, but everybody who played during the COVID year got an extra year. Correct. So I'm thinking this is the only thing I can think of is that maybe since he's just been so plagued with injuries that he just decided to make this this last season, which is totally as only plausible thing. I, Cause I know he has another year left that he could play or maybe he's graduating. I don't know. Maybe he's graduating early or something or well, it wouldn't be, I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be early. Well, not early, but just graduating. Maybe he's graduating and taking that extra year and going somewhere else. Who knows? Maybe we'll try and get the tea. I don't know. We'd love yeah. to have him. So yeah, we love Nigel. We love Nigel so much. So who knows? As soon as we know, we'll let everybody else know. Um, okay, so the score, uh, <laughs> again, just like the Sam Houston game, only won by two points, last second, freaking win, 73-71. Almost went into overtime. Thank God we didn't. Our hearts were beating out of our chest, and so I could not take an overtime. <laughs> I literally almost peed my pants when we made that shot. So did I. I literally thought I was going to piss myself because we both had to pee so bad. 
And then the game was over and we still didn't go pee. We sat there and stood there and watched the whole senior thing and then went onto the court. No, I ran up there and went. You did. I don't have that speed. So I had to stay and <laughs> watch the rest of the game, watch the senior thing, watch them do all that stuff, and then went on the court and, and got hugs from the guys and then went. Well, there we are. So our attendance last night, or last night, Saturday night was uh, 2,580. Is that more or less than what we had? It was more. We had more against ACU than we did against Sam Houston, which I think is kind of funny. But Makes sense because it was a Saturday. Exactly. Makes sense because it was a Saturday. All right. So heading into the WAC standings, um, you got New Mexico State in first place at 12 and 3. Um, you have Seattle at 13 and four second place. You have us third place at 12 and four. You have Sam Houston in fourth place at 12 and five grand Canyon, 10 and five Utah Valley, 10 and six Abilene Christian was is nine and seven. And they're tied with Tarleton with the same, uh, with the same, uh, Dixie state, six and 10 California Baptist, five and 11 Chicago state, three and 13 UT Rio Grande, two and 14 and Lamar. zero and 14. So as a reminder, again, Dixie state and Tarleton, um, they're out of the tournament just because they are not eligible for the tournament. So you might as well just subtract those two from the equation. And then also, unless again, barring a miraculous turnaround, from Lamar in the last couple games here, most likely it's going to be Lamar out of the tournament because UT Rio Grande has two wins and they have zero. So unless UT Rio Grande Valley, which we play them on Saturday mm-hmm. at UT, uh, I, I feel like it's already been mathematically eliminated, but I probably not yet. Like there's only two games left. They would have, they'd be tied. Yeah, it, yeah. Lamar would have to win both. UTRGV would have to lose both, and then Lamar would have to get the tiebreaker, which I'm not sure what they're. I don't even think they have a tiebreaker. Yeah, because they haven't won a single game. No, I'm saying if they won two and were tied. With UTRGV. yeah, but what would be the tiebreaker? That's what I was saying. I don't know what the tiebreaker. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't know. Dylan. Dylan, hashtag Axum Jacks back to you too, friend. Boy, were you watching that game on Saturday? Did you about pee your pants at the very end too? Because Jacqueline and I almost did. Just saying, just saying. So that is the wax standings. Like I said, we only have a few games left. Um, and and I'm, I'll bring it up at the end of our chit chat, but um. You know, it's, it's very interesting to see how this is going to play out at the very end of the season. Um, and I, I agree with Kyle because he did mention this in one of his most recent posts about the fact that not everybody plays everybody in their division twice. Yeah. Which I feel like for seating purposes and, and, and all of that stuff, it would just make more sense and be a lot easier if we just played everybody in our division twice. Yeah, Definitely. You know, right. But now all of a sudden, you know, we played Tarleton once and they're on our division. I just don't get that. You know, we're playing New Mexico State twice and they're not in our division. 
Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me, but. Exactly. So it's just a really interesting concept that hopefully maybe in the, somebody will maybe relook at it. I don't know. Uh, Dylan said he watched the last three minutes. Well, that's really all you needed to watch, to be fair. You need to go back and watch the whole thing. But yeah, the last the last three is where it happened. The last three is all is is really just the most wild part of the game. So, but yeah. Um, all right, Jacqueline, talk about them stats, girl. All right, Sean Kennedy stat section. Our overall field goal percentage was 53.8. Our three-point percentage was high again, 36.4. Free throw, I'm still not happy with, 56.5. So bad. Points in the paint, though, 46. Uh, points off turnovers, we had 15 second chance points, which I wish I would have kept track because I bet most of them were day days points. Um, we're 14. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, fast break points, 13 bench points. We had a whopping 35. Nice. Uh, total rebounds, we had 39. We re out rebounded them by nine. Uh, we had 14 offensive and 25 defensive boards. We did have 25 fouls. They only had 19. Um, we had 17 turnovers, which is not bad, but I do want to say they only had 11. Um, I mean, they, yeah. they really know how to take care of the ball. Um, we had, cause I mean, to get only 11 turnovers in a game, you lose. That's, that's great. Um, we had five steals and six blocks. Our player of the game was Day Day with 15 points, seven rebounds, two blocks, and a steal. Uh, Gaben was the high point with 19 points, eight rebounds, one assist, one block, one steal. Then Calvin, Derek, and JJP, all three had 10 points. Calvin had seven rebounds, four assists, one block, one steal. Derek had eight rebounds and two steals. JJP had four rebounds, five assists, and one block. So we had five players in double digits. And the only other player on the team who scored was Trell, who had nine points. So almost all of our scorers were in double digits. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Wowzers. Just good stuff. Just so, just such good stuff. Um, so pushing right along into our beats of strength. Um, I don't have too much. I just have some general ones that I just kind of noticed during the game or during, you know, uh, kind of a quick rewatch I did earlier. Um, first things that stand out on me, again, I always usually just go to the stats to see what the stats are. And obviously bench points and points in paint. So bench points, like Jacqueline said, um, 35 bench points. 35. Most of those came from, or if not all of them, no, yeah, came from Day, Jalen, and Derek, you know? 15, 10, and 10. Just, I cannot, literally, I tweeted today, I said, literally, uh, here's a list of freshmen of the year. One, Day Hall, end of list. He's wild. Seemed like a great list to me. Wild. I don't give a crap what anyone else has done this season on any other team. Day Hall is that dude. If he wins it, great. If not, we're making our own award and giving it to him. Yeah. 
serious. You guys can't really tell. Yeah, you guys can't really tell, but our background is those who are going to watch live is the is the moment caught from from Trell grabbing Day's face and they're like yelling at each other and screaming after Day got that last second freaking just I mean falling back jump shot just Day is disgusting in the in the best way possible. Yeah, uh, I I can't even put into words how much I enjoy watching him play. I, I legitimately can't remember when I have been this excited about a freshman. Me neither. I, I just, I legitimately can't. Like, I love Trell. Trell's my dude, you know, but he's, he's, he's been playing for a year. You know, he's not, he's not a freshman. He, so he has a little bit of, he has a little bit of a time under his belt. Day barely has any. He has a little bit, not a, not as much. I just he he's he's taken my breath away, honestly. Like just the amount of effort and and I just he's he's one of our best rebound. He is our best rebounder. Let me go and look. I swear to God, he is our. If he's not, I am gonna be fucking shocked. It's it's either him or Calvin. I can't remember. He might he might be after Calvin. Let me look. I'm gonna look. So you keep you 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 can talk about a couple of years while I look. I'll talk. I'll I'll talk about days some more while you're looking that up. I just he is such a soldier. Like he does not give up for one second. I love him so much. He always has intensity. He's always has energy. Never gives up. He is the one going to be scrapping till the end of the play. And that's why he gets so many rebounds because, I mean, he never gives up, even if it's his own shot. Um, I, I think I think one of the official tweets said king of second chance points, and he is. I mean, is. most of his points each game are second chance points, whether it's his shot or someone else's. Yes. Um, he got a huge block during that game. That was insane. Disgusting um, walk. And then, I mean, like like we're talking about now, his rebounds. He is always in there getting rebounds. Okay. okay. So, rebound leader is Gavin, which okay, not surprised about, technically. Uh, next biggest is Calvin. So, uh, Gavin had 190 total. Uh, Calvin had 174. And then Day had 157. But I promise you, if you did a ratio of rebounds to minutes. How, yeah, okay. How do we figure that out? Where are the math people on? Where are the math people? So we'll just divide the number of minutes played by rebounds. Okay, good. See, this is why I'm here. This is why you're here, because I don't, I don't fucking do numbers, dude. So total minutes, 557 divided by 157, uh, 3.54. For Gavin? No, that's that's day. Okay. Okay. That's day. So then you have Gavin 4.55. And then Calvin is 4.11. Oh, I thought it would have been higher. Mm-mm. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Mm. But still, he's a rebound machine. Yeah. But the, I th- okay. But here's the difference. Here, his height though. Like, 
Day is not even our, our tallest, like, what, what is his official position? Guard? He's a power forward. Okay. And I think he's 6'5". Six 6'5", five. Six five, yeah. And Gavin's like 6'7". Gavin's 6'7". Yeah. Calvin is 6'7 as well. So he's two inches shorter, shorter. Yo, Corey Blanford. Corey Blanford, guest host of the coaches show tonight. I know. I wish I could have been there in person. I I'm so mad. I, yeah, I had I had a meeting for Keep Knack Beautiful, and it was a night meeting that we had for planning an event. And I didn't I didn't know that you were hosting Corey until mom texts me or you text me and then mom texts me like a minute after you saying guess who's hosting tonight and i'm like what the, what that's I awesome. yeah you were really great mind that you did a great job not sharing that information yeah yeah you gave subtle hints you gave like extremely cryptic hints babe i didn't said, see any subtle hints today he, he he was tweeting like it's going to be a really exciting and entertaining coaches show, and I'm like, well, they're all kind of entertaining. Oh, like I I did not read through the lines. Obviously, like you're gonna need to be a lot less subtle and be more direct next time. I didn't see that. Uh, Y'all know I don't get on the Twitter. You don't get on Twitter very often. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But I again, mom said you did a great job, and so I mean, I knew you would. Um, he talked to Coach Kellogg and Coach uh, Kerniness and a little bit of Ryan Ivy, so. Gonna have a good time, obviously, regardless. Oh, Corey, guess guess who we're talking to this week on a podcast, if you're still listening. I'm gonna need you to just uh, take a guess on that one. Well, we actually have two, but one of them you'll know. We didn't we didn't talk about that before we got started. We can do it at the end. Damn. Well Okay, Corey, what's your guess? We're waiting. This is his guess. Oh, that's his guess. Corey, we'll would you have, like to come join us? <laughs> we'll have you on for a Vegas episode, babe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be a Vegas episode for sure. Like the Vegas recap, Corey will be on. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to have a, a myriad of characters show up for that one. Yeah. You know who else I'm thinking of? Oh, I know. <laughs> Coach Cardenas. Johnny. Johnny boy, Johnny boy. Yeah. Um, so I'll wait for his response I'll, when it pops up. Uh, yeah, so we were going to, we were going to do it Friday night for the home opener, but it got too cold. So we're just doing yeah. a midweek one. Yeah. We're going to do it on uh, live on Wednesday around three 30 ish. So pay attention, everyone. We'll post about it. I'll post about it tomorrow. Um, Calvin, Calvin, Calvin freaking Solomon. He was eight of nine from his free throws. That's what I wrote. Calvin free throws. Lots of this. Also with his seven rebounds. Um, Day had seven rebounds. Gavin had eight rebounds. Uh, you know who else had a shit ton of rebounds? Freaking Derek with eight rebounds. I mean, just yes. these last like handful of games, Derek has just absolutely shown why he's here 
Oh, I have many notes on Derek when, when I get there. It's okay. Okay. Um, we almost doubled our points in the paint from the last time we played them. I checked it earlier. We oh. had like 20 or so points in the paint the first time we played ACU, second time we played them, did it last, you know, on Saturday. We were in the 40s. Um, like we mentioned, five players in double points, and we just – let's talk about it. We just got to talk about that last that last shot by day. Oh, my God. We were talking about it a little bit with uh, with Antonio, but just an absolute circus shot. I mean, the turnaround fadeaway jumper, mid-range jumper, that's like the hardest shot to make. It really is. Oh, for sure. And he was oh. heavily guarded, like heavily teamed guarded. The, just an absolute wild shot. And then to make the shot and then immediately turn around and do defense and basically get the this the steal slash knock the ball away out of bounds to end the game. Yeah. To have the the absolute heads up basketball and, and just awareness to immediately get back on defense and be ready to go after that shot when you want to probably celebrate. And speaking of celebration. But that's what I'm saying about him. He never rests for one moment. No, he's always going. Like, okay, I just made an incredible shot and won the game, but I'm about to play these 1.2 seconds of defense. To make sure that they don't even attempt to get a shot off. And, and get on, get my body on the floor. Like, Oh my God. Hero. Hashtag hero. Yeah. Whenever I watched it back and saw that little, uh, I mean, they had shared the clip of it, you know, on Twitter or whatever, but of them celebrating at the end. Nigel was the best part. I know. Nigel flew backwards. Like, I mean, he, his feet left the ground. He flew backwards. <laughs> I, I mean, we've seen them celebrate on the bench before. I mean, we were right behind them. We saw the celebration, but for some reason I missed Nigel, like he looked like Neo in the Matrix. I didn't see him go flying because I think I saw Reese go flying. I saw we a lot of people flew. Like, again, it was just the way that they were reacting, jumping up and down. And then you see again, like you see, you see Nate, you see um, Nathan, you see Nathan, you see, um, you see Fitz, you see Cody, all of them celebrating, but also trying to hold back the players, but they're also like cheering. And then all of a sudden you see Nigel go backwards because he was at the very end of the bench. I mean, it was just the most, it was the hilarious, like just three seconds of video clip. Yeah. And whenever I watched it back at the end of the game, I mean, and Nathan's like whole entire shirt pullover almost got pulled off. Like, <laughs> Because everyone was just holding on to whatever they could hold on to. <laughs> to like form a barrier oh. back. It was I was laughing so hard. I was laughing so hard. Okay, go into yours. Damn dog pile. And I'm like, okay, well, let's not injure him. Before I know. The dog pile thing, I mean, I love it, but it always makes me so nervous because I'm oh, like, Oh, I agree. I'm like, I love the celebration. I love the fire, but Jesus, please do not hurt this boy. Yeah, let's not injure the game-winning player. Um, no shit. Let's see. Okay, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it, but I'm going to talk about it too. Calvin's free throws. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, clutch. Eight of his ten points were free throws. Yeah. And listen, we know he struggled. He has struggled from the line. He has struggled. Yeah. So eight of nine from the free throw line. I'm 
Love to see it. Love to I see mean, it. lately we lately a bunch of them have been struggling from the free 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 throw line. So for Calvin to come in clutch with the free throws was well, I think him and Gavin flip flop because Gavin was one of seven and Calvin's eight of nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, Calvin drank that secret sauce. At least someone's making them, but um. No, I think that'll make him more confident also to drive. And we've been talking about him being more offensive minded, but I think if he can continue sinking free throws like that, he'll feel more confident to take it in because if he doesn't make the shot or whatever, at least if he knows, well, if I get fouled, I can, I can put these free throws down. I think he'll be more confident to drive him more often. For Um, sure. No. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I was I was excited with that. Uh, I already talked about Day Day. Okay, I'm going to talk about Derek for a minute. Derek is just Please. so good. So good. he really is. And here's the thing. You know what? And Dad, now we're talking about it. And because the last several, or I guess several games ago, before he started really kind of getting more playing time, you know, he was getting a few little glimmers here and there. And Dad's like, "When are we going to see him more? When is he going to get more playing time? He's so athletic." Da da da. Right now that he's getting playing time, it's just like my dad's like, he is just so good. And the thing is, he he's you can tell he's very basketball IQ, like high IQ, like he's very smart and he doesn't try to do too much. That's really the best thing about him is. And it's so rare to see a freshman with that restraint. Yeah, like. He, he doesn't – he's like, I don't think I've ever seen him put up an outside shot. He always takes the really high percentage shots close to the basket or, like, smart plays. Like, he doesn't try to do anything that is too risky. Like, he does whatever is the smartest, highest percentage thing. And for a freshman to have that restraint, because usually they want to just go out there and, like, jack up a three and, and make the, the razzle-dazzle play, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, and he's so athletic, pulling down those rebounds right and left. I mean, one-handed slam dunk on the back door cut, just because he's paying attention and looking and seeing, going for the three-pointer before the buzzer and drawing that foul right at the half. He had the most points of our team in the first half. Um, so good. Uh, more on Calvin. He has the best blocks ever, and I love him so much when he gets blocks. But he had two really amazing ones right in a row. He um, did. In that game. That I was very happy about. Uh, Trell, Trell was doing amazing on the three-pointers again, but one of them, that step-back three. Oh, my God. Like, That's- tears to my eyes, bro. Tears to my eyes. Um, I was – Happy when Tobias Cameron got that flop warning. Oh, I was I was gonna talk about Tobias and my grievances because I just, but yeah, I was so pleased with that. Um, absolutely pleased with that. Yes, I agree. David's alley to JJP was amazing, beautiful, and my last one that's not not like game related, but I was really glad that Gavin's mom got to come to the the same game into this game um, for any of you who were there for the uh, senior night presentation. That was the first time she's seen him play in seven years. Um, so I thought that was really special that she got to come. So Agreed. I, don't think, I don't think she was there last year for the, the senior day. So um, well, no, I mean, if she was, it wouldn't have been seven years then. 
Oh, truth to tell. No, I agree. I'm glad you mentioned that too. Um, the fact that she was there, uh, had the opportunity to, to meet her really fast and just a really, really sweet lady. And, you know, couldn't be more happy for her to be, to be there and, you know, obviously see him play twice, not just once, but twice. Haven't seen, hadn't seen him play in seven years and who knows how long haven't seen him. Um, so just special night for them both. And, glad that she was able to come in and, and, and do that. Obviously, I'm sure it's not easy with all this COVID stuff going on, trying to get to, uh, you know, the U.S. from Central America so, or uh, South America, not Central America, South America. So, um, yeah, so it was just good. Good moment. Good, good heartfelt moment. Um, all right, moving right along into that section that you just mm, love to hate. We call it with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You. Okay. I'm going to make this short and sweet. So, we already mentioned how that... <laughs> Tobias. Oh, Tobias. For some reason, Tobias just gets under my skin. I think it's his face or the way he runs... I don't know. I just told Jacqueline, I told Jacqueline during the game. I was like, he just has a punchable face. Poor kid's probably nice and super sweet. I don't know. I don't know. But want to know? I don't know. Oh my god! I am the worst aunt in the world. I forgot the most important feats of strength of this entire fucking weekend. My niece and my nephew and my brother came down to the game. I am so sorry. It's okay. You know what? We got thrown off because we had tone on at the beginning. And so we got. Oh all my God. I completely forgot to add that into game notes. Holy shit. I yeah, love we, it. We didn't do our usual, like talk. About no. no, no, we didn't. Um, long story short, before you go into the rest of the grievances, my brother and my nephew who plays basketball for the high school in the woodlands, who I've gone to see him multiple times this year. Um, and my niece all came down for the game. Finally, he wanted to come down and see the games uh, or see a game because uh, JJP was his little coach in the summer camps. And so he's been wanting to come down, wanting to come down. And finally his basketball season's over. And so he was able to come down for the last home game, of course. And of course it was rainy and gross and disgusting, but they still came. We bought them all purple shirts. Well, Zachary had one, but everybody else needed purple shirts and they were able to actually also get blackout shirts. And so they are set and ready to go for next season. Um, and so they had a really fun time. Zach loved it, loved every minute. He loved seeing JJP and David play. Um, and so it was just, it was a fun time. And, you know, my brother had a great time as well. Um, and so I was just glad that they were able to come and watch a game. My brother was cracking me up because he was like, man, I've never been this close to a coach before hearing him say all the, all the shit. And I'm like, now you know why we sit here. <laughs> Most definitely. And I, I was really glad I finally got to meet them all. So, yes, they had been very, very literally you got more attention than I did. Like <laughs> they were all about meeting you shit with me. So anyway, no, it was a good time. I'm glad they came. Um, so anyway, back to back to the grievances. Um, Tobias Cameron, just again, punchable face. I'm glad that he got a flop warning, like you said, as well. Also glad that he missed the one three that he tried to shoot. Um, <laughs> love to see it. Love to see him fail. Love to see him fail. Um, 
Also, our our percentage on the three point percentage was just dog poop. Six from nineteen, not great. Just not not great at all. Um, we had a good three point percentage. Wait, what am I looking at? We were thirty six percent. Oh, You're I was looking. looking at, I was looking at the wrong day. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was four from eleven. Uh, I, yeah, I was, I was. I literally pulled up the last time we played them. Their well, that was their percentage for that game, six of nineteen. Yeah, that's what I, I, I was looking at the wrong percentage. I, I was looking at theirs. Um, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for some reason, thirty-one percent and thirty-six percent just don't seem that far off for me. That's why I was like, mm, shit. Yeah, thirty-one still pretty decent. Correct. Um, other negatives were, of course, I mean, the free throws, just not great with Gavin at one and seven. Um, and then who else? Uh, well, I'm not going to really give Day a hard time. It was one of three. But, yeah, just really, I don't know. For, yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like Calvin and and, and Gavin switched. With, Freaky friday it. <laughs> they did because usually Gavin is really, really good with his free throws. And so it was just kind of a weird situation where he was just literally just doinking them off the off the rim. And actually there's a fan comment about Gavin and his his game. Gavin had a rough game. So many shots rimmed out and those free throws. He should have scored 30 plus, but we got the W anyway, but still. Uh, and that was from John Treadaway. He comment he uh posted that a little while ago. So just wild. Wild situation. Uh, of course, the 25 personal fouls to the 19 personal fouls were not ideal as well. Don't like it. Uh, had 17 turnovers to 11. Again, don't like it. Man, they killed us in points off turnovers. So we had 15. They had 21. Um, just really slow start. A bunch of back doors. Easy mistakes. Bad passing moments in the lane, into the paint. Same stuff, different day. I mean, I feel like we've been saying almost the same thing from the very beginning of the season. Easy mistakes, missing easy layups, bad passes into the paint, uh, not calling screens, backdoor misses on the backdoor cuts, turnovers. Same stuff, honestly, that we've been talking about all season. So not a lot of new, but that was me. Yeah. Um <clears throat> So my main general grievances for this game that apply to any game and we especially need to clean up before we go to Vegas is I feel like this game, our defense and transition was just like not good. Um, kind of lazy, lackadaisical. Yeah. Like we just weren't getting down there fast enough. Like when they actually set up a an offense. Yeah. Our, our defense is stellar and I, Probably have high standards there because defense is kind of what we're known for. It's kind of our shtick, you know. But I mean, like, plus you, yeah. The defense in transition was just less than stuff. Not good. Um, and our free throws, I mean, just not good. Not good at all. And like, Dad, I, I totally agree. He's like, we're not, we're not going to get anywhere in Vegas if we're shooting free throws like that. No, not going to get far at all. You're barely shooting fifty percent, like. Because that's what's going to make or break a game for us, you know. Uh, so hopefully we can figure that out. Um, Cleaning up those turnovers and those free throws, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
and, and this is this is a good point on them, but damn, that defense is just it's stellar. Their defense is so good. Um, and that, I, that's such a tough team. I agree. And I feel like ever since, I mean, even when Joe Golding was there, that's when the defense really, really, really like picked up is whenever Joe started being their head coach, you know, they started just all of a sudden just, just lights out defense. And of course now it's just continued with Brett there. I feel like he, he brought the like SFA defense flavor. That, yeah, for sure. Completely. Um, we did let them jump out early, and I was not happy with that. But thank God we we reeled it back in. Um, like I mentioned earlier, that 23, making those two three-pointers right in a row. Oh, that was so bad. One, I was like, what is happening? Like, I came home, and Dad's like, how's that kid shoot those three-pointers like that? Like, he looks like the last player on the team who would be taking a three-point shot. But he has a beautiful shot. He really does. I mean, he looks like a freaking linebacker. He should be on a football field, like blocking for a freaking quarterback. But no, he's on a basketball court and he was wearing football pads. <laughs> I, forgot. I forgot about that. Who texted us or messaged us? Was it John? I thought it was, I thought it was a female. Was it Shelly? Shelly was sitting behind us. I don't know how she would have saw it. Somebody messaged us and said that that somebody was wearing football pads. Wait, wait, but was that him or was that someone in the Sam game? I thought it was 20. I thought it was the game on Saturday. I can't remember for sure, but I, I'll go back and look. Yeah, I feel like I thought it was Thursday night, but maybe it wasn't. Um... And then my last one, I was just, I, I, I felt very sad and bad for David that he fouled out. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. This sucked. He didn't, he didn't have the best game. Um, and they, they were a little inconsistent on the foul calls because uh, I feel like a lot of hand checks were getting called and then complete maskers were happening in the lane with no whistle. Um so I, I hated that was his his senior night, but at least you know he's already had one senior night, and that's that game was not indicative at all of his his season. So he has nothing to feel bad about. So yeah, he you know picked himself up, dusted off, and is ready for this week. Because I, I just hated that for him. I could tell he was very upset whenever he fouled out, and that sucks. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. Damn, this is gonna bug me. Where the Maybe it was on. Maybe it was on Facebook. Maybe not, man. I don't know. I mean, I remember it too. I just don't remember where it was that you saw it or heard that. Um, okay, well, that was all mine. While, while you're looking for that, do you want me to quickly talk about our upcoming podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're just gonna be podcasting away this week. I'm be tired of talking, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna need so, some. So Wednesday afternoon, like Alex said, we're gonna do a little special episode with Johnny Cardenas, the head SFA baseball coach. We were gonna do it, like I said, we were gonna do it on Friday afternoon whenever I was there for the SFA Alumni Association board meeting because it was supposed to be their home opener, and we were gonna do a quick little live with him out there before the game, but it was 
colder than I don't know what, and they postponed the game till Sunday. Uh, and I, of course, came back Saturday uh, because of my cats. Anyways, I digress because that would be a whole other story. Um, but anyway, so we're going to do that Wednesday afternoon. Um, Friday night, we are finally going to be special guest appearance on our friend Sean Clinch's uh, podcast, Stories from the Man Cave. Did I say that right? Is that what it's called? Stories from the Man Cave? Yeah, pretty sure. And so he was on our episode or he was on a episode of our podcast. So now we are going on his podcast. So we'll make sure that we share the link for that. Um, he does the same kind of platform we do. So you'll be able to watch it live just like you watch us here live. That'll be on Friday night. So, And I I feel like probably maybe after, depending on what we have going on after that on Friday night, we may try to go ahead and do the episode for the Wednesday night game. I don't know. We'll see how we feel. We'll see because we're gonna have because to we're that. having we're having you know uh, a cocktail hour on we might be too cocktailed out for that we're gonna have to do it at some point because then we're gonna play on Saturday and then we're gonna have two episodes to make up before maybe we, we just do it before stories from the man cave what time are we doing man like cave seven. oh seven yeah we could do it before that I would say let's do it before that way you don't have to worry about it. Roll right in. Then we'll be all caught up. Uh, then we'll have a game. So anyway, upcoming this week, Wednesday, uh, we play New Mexico State. I think at 8. Probably uh, 7 our time, 8 their time. No, I think 8 our time. Oh. Yeah, 8 o'clock. Then Saturday, we play UTRGV at 7. So both of those games, like usual, y'all, in case there's any confusion, they're not going to be on DirecTV. They're going to be on ESPN Plus, which you can stream through the ESPN app on your Roku or whatever. Um, That's wild that it's 10 o'clock. Hmm? I just have a feeling. I don't know. Like, it's just weird that it's at 8. Like, I wonder if it's 8 That's their time or 8 our time. 7 their time, 8 our time. I hate time zones. I hate time zones so much. I really do. Because it's confusing. For photobombing again. Not as cute that time. Not sitting in a box. Oh. Well, uh, this is Scotty. Scotty probably mm. Scotty's fat ass doesn't fit in that box. That's also true. <laughs> Scotty, come here. Oh. Why don't you eat a salad, Scotty? Jesus. Sure. Did a little chirpy meal. Come here. Oh God. He's like, no, you just made fun of me. Ah, you're fat, fatty yeah, fat. He's really like twice the size of your average cat. That's why I have to make fun he of him. He really is. So, um, we didn't do the one game word summary. So, one game word summary to describe this game for me. I wrote family. Um, I guess because that's where I was going to talk about my family being there. So, my family was there. Also, family, my basketball family. I think it was just a really great senior night. It was a dramatic, thrilling win. Um, you know, it feels like, you know, these boys are part of our family. And so just a really good round all around night, nice last home game in the sawmill of the season. Sad that it's already over, uh, for the guys in the sawmill, but Hey, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, but 
damn, it went by fast. Um, so I have not thought of mine like usual. I'm just kind of on the fly. I think I'm just going to say memories because mm, okay. it's senior night, the last night for these guys in the sawmill. And then, you know, the, the added bonus, like our special guest here, we already talked about, mm-hmm. you know, we got Antonio and Brett on their staff who are from SFA. So I feel like there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of like nice memories there. I agree. I agree. Man, oh man. All right. Well, you know, we're heading into almost hour and hour and 30 minutes here. So we're going to, we're going to wrap it up so that uh, we can go and have a nice little relaxing night at home before we have to go to sleepy time and go to Betty Bye. Uh, like usual, I have a drink and you didn't have a drink. Nope. I always seem to flip flop somehow. We do. It's weird. But Friday we will have cocktail hour. I'm excited. I'm going to try to make myself a fancy little cocktail. Hopefully it works out well. Ooh, saucy. All right. Well, that'll be fun. Um, So again, don't forget to always follow us on all the different platforms. You're going to want to be following us on all the platforms because you're going to want to be seeing all of our ridiculousness and craziness that's going on in Vegas when we go to Vegas. Woo, Bobby. So make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter fear, the Twitter verse. Also, Make sure you pick up those my plates, those my plates, man oh man. People have just been buying up my plates lately. I know Corey has a my plate. Uh, Jack just got a my plate. Um, a bunch of people are buying my plates. Classic win win. You get a sweet plate. Show off your SFA pride. The athletics teams get about fifty percent of that purchase price when you buy a five year personalized purple SFA plate from myplates.com. SFA athletics takes in about two hundred fifty bucks from that purchase. Great way, fun way, easy way to support your favorite teams. Um, again, you can get a one-year, three-year, five-year term. You can move your plates from vehicle to vehicle pretty easily. If you have an old SFA plate, the white one, or if you have the old purple with the red around it, you get a restyle. All you have to do is pay 50 bucks, and you'll get the new, lo- not the new logo, but the new um, SFA purple plates that we have. So just go to www.lumberjacks.com myplates.com slash lumberjacks totally botched that one myplates.com slash lumberjacks get that $50 rebate and get those lumberjack plates on the road because you don't want any anims you don't want any UTs you don't want any Texas techs and you sure as shit don't want any Sam Houston's I like I never see Sam Houston I don't even know if they have my plate I don't even know if they have a my plate who knows I I hope they don't but if they don't, but if they do, nobody's buying them because they're ugly. <laughs> U-G-L-Y. They ain't got an alibi. they ugly. Yeah, yeah, they ugly. You're welcome. Anyway. All right. Man, oh, man. It's been a hell of a night. Enjoy talking to Antonio. Want to thank him again for joining us. Um, always love hanging out and chatting with him about basketball and just about honestly, just about anything. So um, really enjoyed it. Really, really, really love talking with the old players. And hopefully um, next season we'll get even more older guys on because it's always a tr- It's always a treat talking to those guys. Um, always so it, it always is just seeing what they're doing, seeing where their life's at, you know, what they've been doing pa- after basketball. And so, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been really fun talking to those guys. So anyway, all right, y'all have a wonderful night. Stay warm. Have a good week. 
We'll see you on Wednesday for our mid-afternoon or midday, I guess you could say, 3.30-ish chat with Johnny Cardenas, the SFA baseball head coach. I'm excited. That's going to be a funny, like, 30 minutes. We're going to try and jam-pack as much as we can into, like, a 20, not tw- like 30 to 35-minute, like, uh, podcast because Johnny has practice at 4. So. <laughs> oh, wait, what time are we doing it? 3.30? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, we're going to have to be rocking and rolling. Firing them off, yeah. So he said 3.30. I said, anytime after 3, he said, yeah, 3.30 be great because we have practice at 4. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> they probably start out warming up and yeah, whatever. He'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Anyway, so excited to talk to him. hope you guys will be able to tune in for that one. If not, you can always watch it later, as always. So have a good night. And always remember to ask some jacks. With Alex and Jax. Good night.